Thursday, June 4th, Dan Patrick Radio will become Sirius XM's home for Australian rules football. Walked into all styles. Australian media icon Eddie Maguire for Aussie Football Rules America as he brings you the latest celebrity chats, tips and expert analysis of Australian football. Then stay tuned for the Aussie Rules Game of the Week. Kick the goal and Fremantle win it after the siren. It all starts Thursday, June 4th at 6pm Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. This, I love it, is the Rich Eisen Show. That is not a Photoshop picture of Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmet. Uh, Look at that. On behalf of all 31 other fan bases in the National Football League, I say the following. (laughs) I didn't expect it by mid-May. I thought we would have to wait a long time for that sort of photograph and photography. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Weekdays at noon Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and on the Sirius XM app. Thanks coronavirus for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. There are those who stand forever ready, ready to defend the nation, ready to fight for what matters, no matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Seriously, now. Are we done with this yet? Not yet. What do you mean, are we done? You called here. <laughs> you want me to be like a regular talk show host and just hang up on you and run him? Should I run him, Harry? Or rack him. No, I'm not racking him. They're not racking him. Jim Rome only racks great calls. He has a take, but he sort of sucks at the same time. I think that's going to be my new thing. You know, you had a take or two, but for the most part, I got to run you. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. This is about more than work. It's about growing a community. Every day across the country, the highly skilled, highly trained members of the IBEW are committed to doing the job right, doing the job safe, and doing the job on time. Because while we might be experts in our field, (laughs) we're also your friends and neighbors. IBEW. The power professionals in your neighborhood. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S. We offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office. And protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code BRUNO for 10% off today. Forcefieldproducts.com, discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Let's go to a man who's never negative. I don't even know at this point if he wants baseball to come back or if he believes baseball. I know he wants baseball to come back. We all do. But now, of course, Jason Stark at the Athletic Baseball Extraordinaire Hall of Fame member 
Jason, thanks for popping on this afternoon. And, of course, the big question is the 114-game season that the players are proposing. Is there any way, shape, or form the owners say, yeah, let's do it, boys? <laughs> Tony, that's not going to happen, man. Uh, they're, they're proposing 32 more games than the owners proposed. Uh, the owners don't want more games. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they would, there's a much better chance of 32 fewer games than 32 more games. Uh, I mean, there is some stuff in this proposal that at least gives them some, some things to talk about, but 114 games is not going to happen. Well, yeah, and the other thing, too, didn't, weren't things going to be getting started at, like, June the 30th? That's impossible. That is literally yeah. impossible. <laughs> like, I talked to somebody this afternoon who said, no, no way. I can use those words. No way. I just do the math, okay? Three-week spring training. Mm -hmm. uh, teams need time to get their facilities ready to meet the health and safety protocols. Players need travel time. Some of them are coming from all over the world. Then they need to report, get tested, and isolate for 48 hours while they await testing results. That means they would need to basically figure this out by, what, tomorrow? Yeah. Wednesday? Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, we knew June 1st was a big day. We didn't think June 1st is the drop-dead day because, as I mentioned earlier, it's June 30th, uh, uh, June 30th to October 31st, and then start a postseason in November. in November. Yeah, okay, well, June, like June 1st is, was never a real deadline. No. But it is a real month. <laughs> June is a really important month when they got to figure this out. So, I, I mean, it really literally has to be in the next few days if they're hoping to start even first week of July. I, I don't even think that that is even that likely. We're just running out of time on the calendar to do that. And, I mean, then you just get into all kinds of stuff. Postseason in November, Tony, I, I don't think the owners are interested in that either. Um, I don't know this for a fact. But I would say I have a real strong suspicion that they have already met with their TV partners and been told we're not interested in the mm -hmm. postseason in November. Um, so if there's no TV interest, that's not an option. Right. Like they may have negotiated that in the last deal, but if, if TV doesn't want it, they can't do it. Yeah, and the owners obviously don't want more games. They want less, if anything, because the more games, the more times you have to pay pay the players, and there's no revenue coming in from the gate. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Like, so this is a way for owners to navigate through this. If players are going to insist on full prorated salaries, then, okay, let's do the math again. Uh, prorated salaries for half a season – it comes to something like $1.3 billion, maybe probably a little more. You have expanded rosters. You have 82 games instead of 81. But all right, let's say the owners have already done this math in their head and figured if there are no fans, the most we can afford to pay the players is, say, $700 million. So if you have to pay the full prorated salaries, their position would be, okay, we'll do that over fewer games so we pay out less salary. Then it gets into the postseason quicker, where they'll get a, a billion more dollars. You can understand what's in it for them. So the question is, how do players respond if that's the proposal? Fewer games. Do they want to play more games but give them a discount? Or do they want to stick to this idea that they can only get full 
prorated salaries. That's where we are. Talking with Jason Stark of The Athletic. And, uh, you know, the players are now talking about, I'm reading all over the place, that they want 50 games. Would 50 games be anywhere near? I mean, 82 seems decent, but 50-game season? That's even more absurd. It doesn't look to me like they're getting any closer to even getting close enough to start agreeing on something. Uh, you know, I actually think now you're starting to see some stuff that provides a vehicle for real conversation, but not one proposal that's been made so far would either side look at and say, okay, bingo, where do we sign? That, that's why June 30th, 4th of July, all this all these dates we've been hearing about are in grave danger. Now, the question of what constitutes a season is really interesting because I've been saying all along, anything under like 80 games, that doesn't feel like a season to me. But anytime I've ever told that to anybody in baseball, they say it's better to play than not play. And this, to play fewer games is something they have interest in because the money – is in playing a postseason, whatever shape that takes. The money is not playing a, a regular season with no fans. So remember that as we go through this. They're determined to play a postseason, whether the regular season is 80 games, 100, ga 100 games, or 10 games. How big of a deal is this uh, where people are saying, their sources saying that there's a group of owners that are perfectly willing to just shut the season down altogether? You know, Harry, I, I think they want that out there. And that those, those teams exist. You know, this is going to be a season where there's no revenue sharing. Okay? There's, so you're, if you're a small market team, you don't have much attendance anyway. Mm -hmm. To open the gates and have no revenues, a, a minuscule TV deal, and full salaries, there are definitely teams that aren't interested in that. Uh, and the question is, how many of those teams are out there? If there are enough of them out there to block a deal, then it's a real issue. If it's just something that, that MLB wants out there to increase pressure on the union to make a deal, then that's a completely different matter. Talking baseball with Jason Stark. And now, Jason, the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and most of us don't, you know, because we're not negotiators, but the, the, is the – when you, when you present a proposal like the players do, and they have to present a proposal, but then you put in there that they don't want to play, they, don't, they want a percentage of the postseason opt-out, uh, that if there's, if there's a postseason, they have, they have the ability to opt-out, and players who also have coronavirus concerns can opt-out. I mean, who the heck would even think about that? That's one of those, hell no. Are you serious? That's not serious to me. That's what bothers me. Looking at it from both sides, I'm not taking sides here. But the base, the, the players' proposal is even more idiotic than the owners' proposal. Um, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know about that, Tony. But well, let's just talk about opt-outs, right? Whether players could opt out of playing. Uh, it's a big issue, um, and and how this gets decided is going to have a real impact on whether there's a deal and how we look at what happens afterwards. Um, you can't have a, a situation where you announce, all right, guess what? We've got a deal. We're going to play. But by the way, uh, Brayton Kershaw's not going to play, and Bryce Harper's not going to play, and we have 100 players who aren't going to play. I mean, that's a terrible look. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's something that has to be worked through. Now, these players who are officially categorized by, say, the CDC as high-risk cancer survivors, diabetes, um, heart conditions, I, I, th I think it makes sense to give those players the right to opt out because it's just it's too precarious to say, nope, you got to play, and then some of those guys get sick. Uh, that, that's something they can have happen. That, that would be, this would be just like if one of those players in a normal season fell ill. They would pay them. They'd give them salary time. That part makes sense. But then anything beyond that, this idea that anybody can opt out and still get full service time, you think the Dodgers are in favor of Mookie Betts opting out, getting full service time, and then becoming a free agent without ever playing? I don't think so. Well, they spend stupid money like a lot of teams do. The Phillies, you know, stupid. Was it stupid money the Phillies term last year? Yes, yes. Yeah, stupid money's being spent everywhere in baseball, though, Jason. So maybe the – obviously, I know what you're talking about. But that's that's really good. Again, I know people are never going to come back and watch baseball because that's the old argument, 94. We've been through this many times, the split season. In fact, you're the man responsible for the split season. One of the greatest tirades ever, right? From Dallas Green. I, oh, yeah. I'm not responsible for the tirade. I was <laughs> – you were the instigator of the. I, I, I was, I was the target of it. <laughs> again, you're right. You're not responsible. No responsibility. No, again, I'm not trying to implicate you. But if you don't ask that question, we don't we get don't one get of the greatest in. Yeah. tirades in, in in baseball history. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame, Jason. <laughs> but I did tell that story at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you have to. People who haven't seen it, go back to the go back to the eighty after the eighty World Series. Phillies win the World Series. Dallas Green's manager of the Phillies. Mm -hmm. They come back. Things were going bad. Then they they had to shut. They had to spray, split the season after a work stoppage. And then Jason asked Dallas Green, you know, first place in one half, second place in the other half. That's you want how, me, Tony? Can, you yeah, want me to yeah go ahead, go ahead. You explain. You were there. I just heard it a couple times, <laughs> about two hundred times. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the strike hits. Phillies are the best team in baseball and the defending world champions, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Two months later, strike ends. Uh, half the guys are out of shape, and uh, there's a split season. So whatever they do for the next two months is completely irrelevant because they are going to be in the playoffs anyway. Correct. And the manager was Dallas Green. He was not a fan of the split bleeping season, as they used to call it. And we heard about it over and over and over again when they, when, when his players came back. Because they had nothing to play for. He thought that was dumb. The only thing that gave him hope was he, he thought that his pitchers looked like they'd been thrown and were in pretty good shape but were probably ahead of the hitters. Then the season resumed. The St. Louis Cardinals came to town. And I don't remember the exact scores, but they get beat something like 8-1, to 11-3, uh, and then the third night was, I think, 9-2. to two. Okay, so we go downstairs after this game. <laughs> Nobody wants to ask a question. And I was that guy in the group who could usually get Dallas Green to kind of lighten up. I mean, I was young and innocent then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like you had, had great to... hair, and I had some hair then because I was covering the Phillies <laughs> back in the But you had, had the great, you had the great, great t tight curls, though. That was great. That was no, good stuff. It was no help that night. So anyway, I... I asked him, this means the pitchers aren't ahead of the hitters anymore. And his reply started, we, you, Jason, 
There was, then there was three more minutes where that came from. There were 42 words you will not hear on Barney. <laughs> no, <laughs> At one point, great. he went out into the clubhouse to make sure they were all listening to it, came back and kept going. No, I, miss those, I miss those great days because, we, you know, we see an occasional, not that I want to see confrontations, but, you know, the Lee Elia and some of the, some of the great <laughs> tirades by managers. And that's why, again, that's why you're in the Hall of Fame. Not just because you evoked one of the great responses, but because of your body of work, which is phenomenal, phenomenal stuff, Jason. So, bottom line, are we going to have baseball? I'm putting you on the, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> baseball, yay or nay? Uh, I just wrote a, an eloquent play to Major League Baseball that basically went, do not drive off this cliff. Right. And I, 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 I'm like 75%, which I think actually matches the odds, right, uh, that they will figure it out because it's too logical, right? It's, it, who could in this moment in time decide it was a good idea to drive your sport off a cliff? Mm-hmm. Here's the only thing that worries me, Tony, is that there are people in the game who normally calm me down and reassure me, and they're not sure. And that's a worrisome place to be. Um, we had a, one of the many, many, many people who checked in with me since I wrote that column is our friend Jim Cott, mm-hmm. right? And Jim Cott had a great expression. He said, sometimes it's more in, it, it's not important to be right it's more important to do what's right and i hope everybody is listening do what's right don't drive off the cliff make a deal the option is disaster yeah no i hear you and and you know with all going on forget about you know negotiations which you can't because they have to do this but but the pandemic enough and now the uh, strife in the country is this going to is this going to play a big part in how they proceed? I mean, they can still do they can still have communications and stuff, but won't the players even be doubly more concerned about going out and working out and trying to come back with all this uprising and crazy stuff going on? I mean, we just talked about it earlier, Harry and I. This may have been the longest month in the history of the world, or at least as long as we've been arrived. May was May not the longest month that you can ever remember. It felt like way more than 31 days. Yes. Uh, you know, 1,031, something like that. Uh, you know, the world's changing so fast right now. I, I, it's hard to say how any single event will, will have an impact on what's to come. I still think players I talk to, they, they're, they mostly want to play. They're motivated to play. They want to find a way to play. And I think for that reason, they will play. This will get done, but there's just so much distrust between these two sides that they've got to overcome. Will they? Can they? I'm just praying, yeah, but I don't know the answer to that. Last thing, Mike Trout, his wife's expecting it, but I don't know if she had it yet, how close she is. If these guys don't want to, if, if there's this opt-out thing and they agree to it and he opts out, should they play the season? I mean, will, will people say, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. You know, he's having a baby and he doesn't want to come back. He doesn't even care about any of his salary. Will that be legitimate if you have star players deciding not to play? All right, well, I have good news on the Mike Trout front. Uh, just recorded uh, the latest edition of our Starkville podcast, me and Doug Lando, with Joe Madden today, this afternoon, and I asked him that very question. Is Mike Trout going to play? 
And Joe said, oh, yeah, he's, he's in this group of leaders on our team who are trying to get the group motivated and energized. So he's going to play. Um, you know, pregnant wives, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to be handled if a player has to leave the team and then be quarantined for two weeks after he comes back after visiting his wife in the hospital when she gave birth. I don't know if that's yeah. the way it's going to work. But I, I said earlier, if you have a sport where the star players opt out and don't want to play and 100 of your 600 players don't want to play, that's a problem. Um, it's just one more problem they've got to overcome, got to figure out, got to solve these things. This is a time in America to, to work together to solve common problems. Baseball is a very small problem on the grand scheme of things, but in my world, in our world, it's, a, it's a, another really important problem that everybody needs to solve because the look of not solving it just about as bad a look as you could possibly imagine. You think they pump in crowd noise at these games if they start playing them, Jason, like they're talking about with other sports? Been talked about. It has? Uh, I don't know. I have like a bubble hockey game, Harry, where <laughs> when I when I shoot wide of the net, there is artificial oh, crowd noise. Yes, I There's remember no that game. crowd in my basement. All right. right. I, I remember that I sound. Like I can game. still hear it in my yeah. echoing in my vast empty brain. It's great stuff. How about just the sand, sound of trash cans banging in every ballpark? <laughs> instead of an organ, instead of the organist, the, remember the late great Paul Richardson would break out and to take me out of the ball game. Just have repeated banging trash can sounds echoing through these cavernous big major league baseball stadiums. I'd be thinking now, will every team playing the Astros do that? <laughs> Absolutely. What about Vuvuzelas? Somebody oh, just pointed no. that out. How about oh, we bring I hated those things. Big Walsh says the crowd noise is like a muted Vuvuzela buzzing. Oh, oh man, I, I miss that. There's only one thing worse than a Zuzavella. No, Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela, come on, Jason. Oh, whatever. Vuvuzela, repeat after me. Vuvuzela. Boo-boo-zella? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. it. Didn't right. he play for the uh, Twins back in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> Made a key error, right? And yeah. No, he did not. Jason Stark talking baseball and actually laughing a little bit, having trying to get through all his nuts stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Let's put your hands together. This is real audience applause yeah. here from our studios here in the wine cellar. In Ground Zero in South Philadelphia on a Monday. At Jason St on Twitter. Jason St. He is worth a subscription to The Athletic alone. Mm -hmm. You don't read anybody else on The Athletic. You read Jason Stark. He's worth the price of admission. Let's play two.